Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome everyone to episode number 108 from Delving into Islam podcast. This is your host, Wael. And it is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a privilege that I'm able to talk to you about the religion of Islam. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is allowing me to share my knowledge with you. Thank you so much for listening and participating and sending in all your questions and suggestions. And speaking of which, if you have any questions or suggestions, please email me at delvingintoislam at gmail.com. Again, delvingintoislam at gmail.com. And I will get back to you as soon as possible, inshallah. Uh, now, this podcast is for anyone, whether you're remotely curious about the religion of Islam, or if you're thinking about becoming a Muslim, or if you just became a Muslim, or if you've been a Muslim and you know want to learn more about Islam, this podcast is for you, inshallah. Now, before we get into today's topic, I just have a, a few things to you know to talk to you guys about. So, the first thing is, is this. Um, uh, uh, you know, you, you guys know by now, you know, alhamdulillah, we've been uh, doing this podcast together uh, in this community f- since 2019. So I just wanted to let you know that if, if I would appreciate it uh, very much. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you if you're able to just go out there and review the podcast on whatever, you know, the platform that you're using to listen to the podcast and write your honest review. And the reason why, and I've never asked you to do this since we started the podcast, but the reason why is because there's i think about like five to six reviews out there and half of them are negative reviews that and and again if you don't like the podcast or if you don't you know get uh, uh anything out of it then i completely understand and that's why i ask you guys for suggestions and alhamdulillah you many of you kindly have been sending suggestions and alhamdulillah it's been you know working great but like i had a, a couple of you know like i think anonymous users that are basically saying that this podcast is not beneficial in any way there's no you know uh, there's nothing to learn from and at the same time i have someone else who just said that uh, this podcast is just me saying stating my opinions and there are no facts in it which kind of weird because by now you guys know that alhamdulillah I've been stating all facts and whenever I say you know something that's basically my opinion I you know uh say in my opinion and I state my opinion I don't state my opinion as if it's a fact or, or as it's uh, you know something coming from the Quran or the sunnah of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam so again Everybody, uh, uh, you know, receives things differently. But the reason why is because now when you have half of the reviews, which are only, like I said, two bad reviews or three, but again, out of six, it's it's 50% of the reviews. Now, if someone else is, is trying to un- like listen to the podcast and they go online and they look up the reviews and the ratings, they'll find it low. It's just because nobody else is reviewing it, and that's why uh, you know I would kindly ask you to put your honest review and your honest rating because I don't want people to be turned away by just you know looking at the amount of reviews and thinking oh half the people don't like it or half the people think it's not beneficial in any way. So again, if you have the time, um, you know, kindly please just put up your honest review. Uh, and your you, you know your rating and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you for doing so so that is the first thing the second thing is 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 really uh, another thing that was brought to me by you know a few actually of the listeners which is sometimes 
you guys know that um, uh, right currently we are the current season we are uh, uh, releasing our episodes uh, on Sundays so uh, sometimes uh, you won't find that, like that I won't release an episode on a Sunday it's just sometimes uh, I have you know like a, a personal situation to take care of or like I have to travel either for work or you know w- w- you know on vacation with family and I wouldn't be planning this the week before so that's why it, it comes all all of a sudden so I would if you guys are again some of you don't care like you listen to it whenever it drops but if people care about scheduling and announcements you can follow me on Instagram at with well again with well for any announcements regarding the podcast but if, if you don't care then you don't care if you just listen to the episodes whenever they come out and you don't care that you'll find a missing episode uh, or like you know one week will pass without me you know uh, releasing an episode then you're absolutely fine you don't have to do any of this this is just for those who care about announcements in advance regarding the podcast so that is you know the second thing now the the, the third uh, thing that I want to talk to you about before we get into the topic is actually kind of a disclaimer. Uh, I, I, as you know from the the, the title of today's uh, topic or episode, um, this is going to be controversial to some people, and I just want to you know have a disclaimer by saying that this is not a political episode. Uh, I'm not good at politics, so what I'm about to say is the opinion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger and the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger in the matter of the LGBTQ. And this is not a political statement or this is not a political talk about human rights or, you know, uh, LGBT rights. It's just, you know, it's this is from purely an Islamic perspective. So I just wanted to let you know this. Again, at the end of the day, I'm not uh, uh, from the from the left or i'm not from the right and when it comes to the political spectrum i i agree with things with the left i totally disagree with things with the left and i agree with things with the right and i totally disagree with things in the right so that kind of makes me in an independent kind of political uh you know on the political side um so yeah so just again this is a disclaimer this is not politics in any way shape or form so we will divide today's topic into i think three segments uh, um, the first segment is what does the society and the world today say about the LGBTQ and about us, those who oppose the LGBTQ uh, movement and when I say oppose I mean those who are saying that this is not what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his prophet commanded us to do, it's the contradicting it's really contradicting to the teachings of Islam now, oppose doesn't mean we're going to attack them or we're going to protest against them or we're going to try to take their human rights. When I say oppose, I mean oppose to the ideology. I just want to make that clear. Uh, so, so what does again, like what does society say about the LGBT uh, group and uh, what does society say about opposing the movement? Uh, uh, that is the first, you know, uh, part. The second part will be what does Islam say and and, and does the Quran and the Prophet tell us about you know such things and uh, the, the third segment or the third part of today's uh, topic will be about how to deal with all of this as Muslims so let's start by the the, 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 the society's perspective right so and this is this will include uh, homosexuality and transgenders and and queer and again this the entire LGBTQ 
group. And for those of you who don't know, I had already talked about this twice. Uh, one actually this season and one in, in, in the last season, I believe. Uh, one re- uh, under the title of Homosexuality in Islam and the other one is about uh, um, gender identity in Islam and how to deal with it. And we talked about what's halal and what's haram and whether they are accepted as being Muslims and the short answer is yes, they are. But if they keep practicing it and not just feeling it, feeling does not equal practicing. Feeling you're not sinful for having a certain feeling, but you are sinful if you act upon the feeling, if that feeling contradicts the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And yes, you can be a Muslim and a major sinner. That that happens. You know, those who drink alcohol, those who commit zina, adultery, you know, in a heterosexual way, like a man with a woman, that's still a major sin. Uh, so yeah, we talked about all this. So if you guys want to, you know, get back into the details of that, you can go back and listen to these two episodes. Uh, but today it's it's going to be different. It's going to talk about like society and how to receive these things. So number one, the society tells us that being born to a biological gender does not define your gender. Again, being born to a biological gender does not define your gender. What is that supposed to mean? They're basically saying that if you're born as a male or a female, you're still not a male or a female. You could be born as a male, but then later on you identify yourself as a female. And you could be born as a female, and then later on in life you could identify yourself as a male. And that is what society is telling us nowadays. So, you know, biological gender does not count. It doesn't matter. And also, uh, you know, gender is a choice. You know, could given could be given to you by yourself, by culture, by society. It's not, it's not a, again, however you're born does not define who you are in terms of gender, which is <laughs> just really, it's very interesting. Um that you know we got into the freedom like people say we are free in a free society in a free community and 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 we took the freedom too far that we are uh, standing against what Allah declared because Allah dictated who we are when it comes to gender not who we are when it comes to personality not who we are when it comes to being good or bad that is our choice let me make that clear who we are as human beings in terms of dealings in terms of like choices in terms of like being good or bad or how we you know in terms of like career or in terms of family yeah that's our choice but when it comes to, and actually when it comes to family when it comes to parents we cannot choose that so you can't choose your own parents right there are certain things even about that that you cannot choose your skin color your ethnicity. These are things such as, you know, like biology, who are you or who you are as a, as a, you know, gender-wise, these are things you cannot choose. But society tells us today, no, you can't. How does that work? By saying, well, I, I identify as the opposite gender and done. Some people, you know, uh, take it even further by, you know, going under surgeries and, and, and you know, transforming themselves into you know, the opposite gender. And of course, a lot of, you know, surgeons, they benefit from all these things, right? Because the surgeries are really expensive. But people who feel like they want to become the opposite gender, they don't care. Also, what society tells us is that if you are a five-year-old, you can say what you are in terms of gender. You can change your gender. You can change actually. And it's not just about gender. It's about even you can fall in love with the same, you know, sex. You can marry the same, you know, same-sex marriage now is becoming more powerful than ever. So 
society is telling us we are free to do whatever you want. A five-year-old who you would never leave, uh, you know, uh, home uh, alone, uh, or uh, you would never let them, you know, travel on their own. Uh, you're telling them, yeah, you could choose your gender. Something as shouldn't be complicated, but today's world it's apparently complicated as gender. Gender should not be complicated. Who you are as a male or a female should not be complicated. It should be very apparent and very simple. But we love to complicate things as a society because we do it all under the name of freedom. Now, don't get me wrong. Freedom is very, very powerful. Freedom is very, very, you know, needed, well needed. And it's necessary sometimes, but not when we take it too far. For example, I'll give you the simplest example, the freedom of speech. Great. The, the, the freedom of speech should be given to every single human being on earth as long as it doesn't become a hate speech and you put it under the banner of the freedom of speech. You don't hate on people. You don't incite hate. You don't you know, incite rage and, and try to attack certain people that didn't do you any wrong. But you say, well, it's a free country or you know what? It's the freedom of speech. Yeah. So we need to have limits on freedom. And we talked about this in one of those you know, previous episodes that I told you about. That any there is no such thing as ultimate freedom. There is no such thing as ultimate freedom. But unfortunately, society is telling us the opposite. And I'm talking about you know many societies, you know the Western society in general, and some of the Middle Eastern societies and the Eastern societies are now trying to copy you know the same methodology, which will lead uh, the people only to you know be destroyed from within, because ultimate freedom will come with severe consequences. Trust me. That's it's like if we do not put a guidelines around our lives that coming from a higher power, such as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, God himself, then we will fail. You might think that you're succeeding now because, ooh, ultimate freedom. You cannot, you know, limit our freedom. Limitless. Yeah, but limitless freedom could do a lot of because now if, if you want to have limitless freedom everything that's being illegal now will be legal in the future everything that's being you know haram and and forbidden and 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 and, and you know frowned upon and you can't even do it will be allowed because it's freedom i'm allowed to do whatever i want so we should watch when we are talking about freedom because not all freedom is good so again society is telling us that yeah um you know, children can now dictate if they could change, you know, if they want to change their sex, their gender. Children who believe that superheroes are real, you know, children who believe that Spider-Man and Superman and Batman are real, you know, figures and they could be ones, you know, themselves uh, with superpowers. That's what I mean. Um you want them to tell you if they want to become the opposite gender and you're going to take them seriously. Yeah. So good luck with that. And 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 again, if you really want to give the freedom to your child, how about this? If you're a non-Muslim who have, you know, if, if you have a, like a bottle of, of alcohol uh, and your four or five-year-old come to you, and, and I'm saying these numbers because five years old, like the five-year-old now are being given the choice they're being told you can be the opposite gender so if you're a parent who is a drinker like a non-muslim or you know uh, like someone who just you know has alcohol in the home in the house you could if your child told you i want to try this would you give it to them 
if your child told you that he he or she want to play with knives, the kitchen knives, would you let them? To me, it's the same thing. Your children don't know any better. They're children. It's your job to teach them the difference between what's right and what's wrong. It's not your job to tell them, oh, is that what you want? Even though it does not make any sense in the world. Okay, you got it because you have the freedom of choice. I will give you what you want no matter what it is. It's kind of hypocritical uh, because same parents who do that, they you know, prevent their children from doing a lot of other stuff that they think they're har- it's harmful for them. Now, that brings me back to the point. So the reason why the children are allowing um, are being allowed to you know choose is that because their parents don't think that these you know things are being harmful to them. They the, the parents themselves think that it's okay if my child wants to you know be the opposite gender. But this is and this brings me back to the point of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala when He created us. He created us according to a biological gender. Each and every one of us falls into one of two categories, either a male or a female. That's it. Now, when you say, my child, or even yourself, you don't feel like you belong to that one of the to that category that you clearly belong to physically, mentally, and all these things, and, and you just want to change because you know you don't feel like it, then you are defying the laws of nature. For those who are indulging same-sex relationship or same-sex, you are, again, defying nature. You know, the people of Lot, the Qawmulut, the Prophet Lut, peace be upon him, the, the, his people were infamous with what? With same-sex relationships, you know, homosexuality. And they were punished severely after being warned hundreds of times, you know, by Lut himself, by Prophet Lut himself, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by sending angels to them. They did not care. They didn't listen. So they eventually, we'll talk about their story uh, in a little bit uh, in this episode, inshallah. Uh, But they were warned many times and Allah punished them. So why would Allah punish them? Now, this is my message to those who say, I was born this way. I was supposed to, you know, you know, I was, I was supposed since birth, I am gay or I am, you know, a lesbian. For those who think that, you're basically claiming that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala either tricked you or didn't know what he was doing when he created you. And we all know that these two statements are completely false. Because if Allah does make, you know, makes mistakes, then we are doomed as human beings because Allah is our Lord. He created us. He's in control of us going to either to hellfire or to paradise. So if the one entity that is in charge or responsible for us going to hellfire, meaning when I say responsible, I mean in his hands, you know, it's within his hands that we go to hellfire or to, uh, you know, paradise, but it's up to us by our choices and our deeds. Just don't misquote what I'm saying. It's our responsibility, but Allah, it's in Allah's hands who goes where. That's my point. So if it if it's in Allah's hands who goes where when it comes to hellfire or paradise, and he makes mistakes. Oh, that means we're done. Because if Allah can make mistake then, then he can make mistake when someone is supposed to go to paradise. But oops, by mistake, they go to hellfire. Can you imagine? So Allah, God, is the perfect being himself. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not make mistakes. We know that. And Allah does not prank us. Allah does not work that way. So when you say that I was supposed to be born 
with an attraction to the same, you know, same gender, same sex. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran that he punished an entire nation, the nation of Lut, for indulging into same-sex relationships, then it just doesn't make sense. Why would Allah punish people if Allah created them that way? Do you understand? Why would Allah punish people for something that he created them on? That does not fit the profile where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the ultimate just. Allah is the perfect, perfect just. So it will be unfair if Allah created you as someone who is gay and then he punishes you for it if you kept, if you act upon it, of course, and he punishes you later on for it. doesn't make sense. So that basically puts this whole debate to rest. However, some people are born with, or not just born, they develop over the years the you know um, uh, emotions and feelings towards the same sex, and that would be a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's different from Allah creating you and normally you should be like that. Allah sometimes inflicts us with tests such as, you know, uh, wanting to be the opposite gender or having feelings for the same gender. Uh, also, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates people who are born with defects, like physical defects, like without an arm, without an eye, not, you know, be, being blind or being deaf. These are all tests from Allah. Allah does not have defects in his creation. Just to let you know, Allah does not create people with defects. Allah does not make mistakes while creating people. Allah make those defects in certain people for wisdom and a reason. And one of the biggest ones is a test for them. It is a test for them and their families sometimes, you know. So, yeah, so that is what society say. Now, let's talk about also from the society's perspective. And these are well, you know, known terms uh, you can look it up online. Number one, the, the term of gender dysphoria. What is gender dysphoria? Is is literally what we talked about when we talked about gender confusion, which is a mental mismatch between someone's biological sex, biological gender basically, and their gender identity. When people say, when someone who was born as a male say, I don't feel like I'm a male, uh, or when someone who's born as a female and she said, you know, I don't feel like a female, then yeah, that is basically and simply uh, what's called uh, what's being referred to as gender dysphoria. And some people, you know, take it even a little bit further. They say we are neither, not a male or a female. What? Yeah, which is the you know non-binary people, the 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 or you want to call them the gender fluid. They can literally switch. Um, so some people might wake up in the morning. Um, you know, some person wake up in the morning and they say uh, I am a female. When they're clearly a male, but then maybe another morning, uh, you know, uh, he wakes up and he says, uh, "I think I'm back to being a, a male." Uh, and then another morning, and these are the gender, I think, gender fluid kind of thing that they just jump between genders, which is ridiculous. And then you have the "I don't belong to any gender." So what are you? You look like a male, or you look like a female. You talk like one. You physically look like one. You're biologically one, so what's up with that? No, well, I don't belong to a gender. And again, that's uh, the ridiculousness of freedom. I get to choose what already has been chosen for me by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But it's just because you're not content, you're not happy, or you feel like it, or you want to follow a trend. Whatever the reasons are, they are ridiculous. Unless, like I said before, there could be a sincere emotion and, and a sincere confusion, and this could be a test you know, uh, that you should 
overcome. And we know how to overcome tests by being patient, by asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for help, and by seeking actual medical help. Not by seeking medical, you know, transformation to, you know, uh, fulfill my desires or what I feel like. No, because at the end of the day, we all have desires that are could be unhealthy for us. You know, people who want to have uh, uh, premarital sex, heterosexual people actually, and 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 they 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 sometimes go for you know go go forth with it and they they do it. Well, they're major sinners, and that is the problem. And some people they hold it in and they were like, I'm just gonna keep it in until I get married and I do it in a halal way. It's the same thing. You understand, it is the same thing. So any infliction when it comes to tests, you know, coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and if you're sincere about it, not because you just woke up and, ah, oh, I just feel like it. Do not combine both. Some people are sincerely, and those people, the ones who are sincerely under this kind of pressure or, you know, going undergoing this kind of test, they actually know that it is, and they should know if they don't know that it's a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and they should just be patient and work on themselves instead of acting upon it and being because we're not animals you know we're not savages uh, uh you know i know a lot of people a lot of islamophobes they call islam a savage religion but actually islam is the most unsavage religion you know it's the most civilized religion because it tells you to control your emotions to be calm to be you know collected to be patient it is the most civilized thing wallahi you know it's very ironic that people call islam a barbaric religion when it's the complete opposite of that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us a religion that keeps us decent, dignified, you know, to, to be respectful to ourselves and our communities, even if the, if it's a non-Muslim community, by the way, even if you live in a non-Muslim land, it still tells you to, you know, collaborate with the people of that community and help them out into building a better, you know, society. However, if that community is going against Islam, then you should not let them be. You know, don't go fight them or go and do, you know, don't go, uh, uh, you know, uh, try to like uh, protest against them. But at the same time, do not support such a community. And that's what brings me to, you know, supporting the, the idea of supporting the LGBTQ. Allah doesn't tell you that. Actually, if you support that community, even though what they stand for is against the law's commands, then you are sinful yourself just by supporting them. You know, uh, so... And this is very interesting in today's world. You know, it's 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 like we said, the gender dysphoria thing is something that has been increasing in today's world, and it's it's been more welcomed by you know the media or you know a lot of people from you know different you know places, different countries or whatever. They're more welcoming of this, and like I said, if you do have that gender dysphoria, you and you're a believer, you want to really not anger Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you want to please your Lord, then all you have to do is to realize it's a test and try to overcome it. And you're not alone. You know, you can go talk to scholars, you can go talk to people. This is an infliction. So like people with mental issues, with mental health problems, right? And like people who have a lot of issues, physical and mental, it's a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That does not mean that you have to embrace it. You know, if you have a mental problem, if you have depression, that does not mean give in to your depression, give in to your problems. No, Allah is asking you to pass the test by being patient and seeking help at the same time. Uh, you know, uh, like for example, and like it goes back to the unhealthy habits that we have. Why should we act like I, I, I me personally, I like coffee. I drink coffee every single day. 
Now, if I drink coffee three, four times a day, because I would do that if I would let go of my you know, love for coffee. I just love coffee for the sake of loving coffee. It's not just something that keeps me awake. But if I give in, I'll be drinking coffees, you know, five, six cups a day, but it's unhealthy. It could lead to, you know, my own demise. You know, it will damage me. And for that, I have to control to maybe drinking it once a day. And even though, if you know, it rarely happens, but I try to even cut it down. And I'm actively trying to work on such a thing. People like, you know, sugar, ice cream, cakes, whatever. Does that mean you could keep eating them all the time? No, you should control yourself. Now, some might say, well, then I could act upon it once in a while. No, because that one action, that one thing, that one date, for example, that you're going to go on, you know, uh, with someone else is a major sin. Me drinking one cup of coffee is not a major sin. Inshallah, it's not a major sin. Or, you know, me drinking one bowl of ice cream or giving my children one bowl of ice cream, it's not a major sin. But if I keep doing it, it's going to be, you know, hurting my health. And it should not be hurting my, you know, uh, damaging my health or hurting myself, right? But for you, one one movement, one action you take upon, for example, feeling, again, like I said, having feelings. By the way, this goes for even heterosexual people. You should not act upon your emotions. If you feel that you have passion for someone else, whether they're sex, same sex or not, or the, the opposite sex, you cannot act upon it unless when it comes to the heterosexuals, get married. And there are rules for that marriage, right? That's why we say freedom is not actually there. We have to follow the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm going to talk about that aspect, but my point is control yourself. We are not animals. We are not animals. We are not savages. Islam tells you do not become a savage. You know, be civilized, respectful. Fight with yourself. If yourself wants you to do bad, fight with it. That's what Allah wants you to do so you can be rewarded with Jannah and paradise, inshallah. Now, Let's talk about another uh, term. So we talked about gender dysphoria. Let's talk about intersex. So what is intersex and what is the difference between intersex and uh, gender dysphoria? Well, intersex is basically a person who is born with um, a sexual anatomy that does not seem to fit the, the typical definitions of a male or a female. So someone who is basically has both hormones or someone who has, you know, maybe both uh, uh, organs, yes, and that is one percent of the human population. Look that up. Intersex people, people with intersex, you know, uh, condition, are one percent of the human population. And look at this: from that one percent, there is one percent that are born or that are born with two organs. And even that one percent of the one percent uh, that is born with two organs, one of the organs will. Won't, won't be working and one would be. And in that case, yes, you are allowed to, you know, go undergo surgery and try to, you know, basically see which, which uh, you know, what, what biologically do you fit more? Because you will have both, like I said, and what is working and what's not working and fix that and work on that. That is allowed because, again, this is 1% of the population and from that one percent people are born with two organs and again this is still a test from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, so that is basically the definition of intersex and intersex does not equal gender dysphoria gender dysphoria is a feeling you just woke up and you don't want to become the, your gender anymore 
that is just a feeling. You know, it's it's kind of uh, like uh, me um, coming to you and tell you, you know what, I, I'm a mutant. So yeah, you can you can count. You just call me from now on a mutant. Like I'm not a human being. You're gonna look at me like I'm crazy, right? You're gonna be like, well, the, the, the first of all, the, the this is sci-fi. Mutants don't exist in real world. They're only in the comics and you know comic book movies. What are you saying, man? You look like a human being to me. I'm going to be like, nope, forget about what I look like. Forget about what you're seeing. Don't believe your eyes. I am not a human being. And if you do not believe me, and if you're going to call me and talk to me and deal with me like a human being, you are a bigot and a hater. And that's exactly what happens today. You think it's ridiculous, but well, that's what happens. Like, you know, an obvious female whether they go under surgery or she becomes whether she becomes a male looking wise or she does surgery or she just stays as looking like a woman and she's like call me they don't call me she uh, or call me he again like i said you chose you choose your own pronouns quote unquote pronouns in in, in today's world which is uh, for those of you who do not know your pronouns is whether your gender basically your gender title so if somebody you know you literally this happens now it's it's ridiculous it's in applications now it's in work applications and it's it's ridiculous like oh choose your own pronouns can't you see no it doesn't matter because you could have a different you know opinion about that okay so basically if someone if a woman and this happens now in the media a lot right if if a woman looks like uh, a woman talks like a woman looks like just a woman right and uh you and she decides that she's not a woman uh either she is a man a male or she's a non-binary so don't call me uh she or even he i'm just like call me they if you if she decides that and you make the biggest mistake of saying you look like a woman i'm sorry i'm just gonna call you a she not to just annoy her just logically speaking you will be persecuted yes the same group and this is the reality i'm not saying all of them i'm just saying some you know loud portion of them are doing that now they basically say that if 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 you know they 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 were claiming that they were being persecuted by the society and the community back in the day now they are persecuting people for just simply saying i just don't agree with you you know, not being, you know, not being mean to them or not being, you know, not attacking them or not, you know, uh, uh, protesting against them or not trying to take their rights from them. You know, you're just simply saying, I just don't agree with you because what you believe in contradicts my, you know, uh, religious beliefs. I cannot do this. It contradicts Allah's commands and his messenger. If you say that, if you simply say that peacefully, you're still being persecuted. I've said that peacefully in public before and people told me, if you don't like this country, leave it. Yeah. So uh, nothing about the country, nothing about not liking any country. I just said, I can't agree with that. I can't support it. Now I can deal with you. And we're going to talk about the whole concept of tolerance and that you know certain people are intolerant to the LGBTQ. Uh, but for now, I'm just going to say that, yeah, if you say no, I just don't believe in that. And I can't support something that I do not believe in. Let alone, you know, it it goes against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger's commands. I can't do that. I just simply can't. As a Muslim, I cannot do that. And uh, unfortunately, if you say that, you will be attacked and quote-unquote canceled. Alhamdulillah. Uh, Someone like me, I don't really care about any of the consequences. I just speak the truth. 
And as long as I speak it in uh, a polite way, in a civilized way, um, I'm not worried about a thing, alhamdulillah. So yeah, my point is, it's very strange, the society that we live in right now. You know, people, like the society is trying to actually, uh, what's the word, um, identify people by their sexual desires, which is something that's un- unheard of. You know, people are usually identified by their ethnicities, their religion even, their, you know, whatever, their category in terms of like work class or... No, now you will be identified according to your sexual preference, according to your desires, to your temptations, whatever that is. So basically, if I am a person who, you know, again, why do like want like like the same sex or I want to change my gender, I have to be identified as that by that. Do you understand? I have to be identified by either like a non-binary, binary. It's just ridiculous. Like since when sex became everything. Unfortunately, it's been everything, but it was under the table. Now it's being publicized. You understand? Like any sin you commit, nobody can, you know, judge you or like nobody can, you know, it's your life. It's your choice as long as you do it in your own, you know, space, in your own world. But publicizing it and forcing it upon people, you know, and forcing it on us and, and, and trying to, you know, let people embrace it, embrace a sin. Yeah, that's that doesn't make sense. That doesn't fly with 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 with, with many people and shouldn't. And uh, and, and of course that, that is not something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would uh, you know accept from us as Muslims to be like, yeah, we embrace that sin. No problem. Something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said no to and do not ever, you know, come near it or do it. No problem. We as Muslims, we embrace you and we will support you. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's just bogus. That's just nuts. Does not make any sense. However, Islam has been, and, and we'll talk about now, now I'm talking about society and I'm not done with society. I want to combine all of them at, at once. So let, let's talk about what Islam truly thinks and, 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 and says about, you know, uh, um, you know, LGBTQ and all these things. Number one, we do not get our standards in life from people, from society. We get it from the creator of life. That is the sane, logical way of getting our standards. That's that's how you get your standards, from the creator of mankind, from the creator of the world, not from someone who was created, not from a group of people or individuals that are simply make mistakes because they're humans. You know, we are flawed. We are not allowed to create our own standards. We take our standards from the creator of all mankind. Do you understand? It does not, it's just ridiculous that we take our standards of life from other people. As even if they're righteous people, we still have to take everything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us everything in the Quran, by the way. How to live our lives. You know, how to go to sleep, how to wake up in the morning, how to go to how to use the bathroom, how to deal with one another, how to deal with the opposite gender. How to do? How what to do when we're eating? What to do when we're about to go to house? What to, what to do when we're about to leave the house? How to dress? They didn't tell us what should we dress, but put guidelines on how should Muslims dress in terms of decency, in terms of humbleness, and covering our bodies. Told us how to act, how to speak. Allah told us everything. So why on earth are we taking our standards from human beings? especially when they contradict Allah's standards. 
I don't understand that. And I'm talking to Muslims, by the way. Why would you do that? Why would you think it's okay? Because we are in, you know, 2022 now. Because we live in, in a Western society. Well, actually, it's not limited to the Western societies anymore. It's literally, the, 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 a lot of things from Fahisha. And Fahisha is any sin related to sexuality. Do you understand? Any sexual sin is called Islamically a Fahisha. So now Fahisha is spreading everywhere. It's spreading in the Middle East. It's spreading here. spreading everywhere. And almost every country. People are being sexually identified publicly. It's becoming a thing, which is ridiculous. But many of us were like, yeah, love is love. Let it be. Nobody's asking you to attack love, but why would you support it? Why would you stand? Especially, and I have to address this. We have, without naming anyone, because it's un-Islamic to name people, but we have some Muslim politicians in power who publicly support this. Again, we have Muslim politicians, people that were elected by Muslims, who are publicly saying, yes, we should support them, we should stand by their side, because we, when you know people were attacking Muslims, they stood by our side. Now, this is a big dilemma, right? So if you look at it from a distance, oh, well, they helped us. Uh, it won't be unfair if we, you know, uh, don't help them, right? Well, here's the thing. Helping Muslims does not contradict their beliefs. Um, and if it does, then they shouldn't help Muslims. Again, helping Muslims. Now, they're helping Muslims from a humanitarian kind of thing, which we also should support them as human beings, that we should say, do not attack them, do not commit hate crimes against them, do not persecute them. Do you understand? Do not take their human rights, their basic human rights. Do not take it away from the LGBTQ because this is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us to actually fight for, the basic human rights, even for non-Muslims, even for sinners. This is just simple Islam, alhamdulillah. However, there is a fine line between us supporting them on a human level and us supporting their cause when it comes to being you know, a member of the LGBT. Us saying that, yeah, it's fine. Being a member of the LGBT, yeah, it's fine. Disobeying Allah's commands is fine as long as it's based on love. And I'm not trying to be condescending. Wallahi, I'm not trying to mock them or not trying. It's just frustrating that this is a simple thing. Allah told you, help people if their human rights are being taken away from them. Stand for their rights as human beings. Don't stand for their rights as being LGBTQ. And I'm saying this right now. Do not attack them. Do not persecute them. But at the same time, don't promote it. Don't promote it because it's something that Allah strictly told us not to support. You know, the people of Lot, the people of Lut, they were, like I said, they were, uh, you know, you can call them a big LGBTQ community, but only related to homosexuality. And uh, shaitan came to them. And like we all know, this is all coming from shaitan. This is coming from shaitan. In the chapter of Araf, verse number 82, you know, shaitan came to the people of Lut and he told them, kick them out of your village, of your qariya. Because they are people who are basically purified themselves. Isn't that kind of odd and funny? 
It's like he's saying that as if it's a negative thing. And we talked about this in the series of the jinn. One of the methods of shaitan is to basically beautify the filthiness uh, when it comes to actions and, and deeds, to beautify sins and to uh, you know ruin the image of uh, good deeds. So he's basically telling them they are people because they are straight and they are you know calling people to be straight and not disobey Allah. He's saying these people are purifying themselves. They 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 clean themselves. They're clean. They're not filthy. Get them out, as if it's a negative thing. And unfortunately, if you look at today's world. The word filthy actually becomes a positive thing. It's a, ooh, cool, oh, filthy, oh, I like that. I'm, I'm not being, again, you see this and be like, what is happening on TV and on movies? And why is this a good thing? This is one of the biggest examples. When someone talks about filthy, oh, that's super cool now. What? And it's coming back. It's back in the day. Look, in that chapter, lot of number two, uh, verse number 82, that's the biggest proof that this is one of shaitan's methods. Oh, these people, they're not filthy. No, they're, they're pure. Get them out. They don't belong here. And that is the sad reality of today's society. Today's society, this is actually very, very similar to what's happening right now. When you say this is against the law's commands, we should not be doing this. Get them out. You know, people are being, like I said, canceled. People are being, you know, persecuted for just saying this is not okay. We should not support this. And that is, it goes all the way back to the people of Lut. You know, and what happened is, is that um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent two angels uh, to give them the final warning. And the angels, as we know from the last season, that they take the form of men when they come to visit certain people on earth. Uh, and they take the form of actually very attractive men. So basically, when they came to earth, uh, the people were like, you know, the people of Lut started flirting with them. Can you imagine the people of Lut were sexually trying to harass angels who were on the form, took the form of men? And even it came so far to like the the, the Prophet Lut, uh, peace be upon him. He literally told him, "You guys are being harassed by by these people. Do you need help? Like, are you okay?" And of course, they told him, "We are angels. We come from Allah, so don't worry about us. We can take care of ourselves. We're not humans. Don't worry. Don't even worry about us." And then when they tried to, you know, sexually assault them, and of course, none of that happened. Like none of that was successful. They tried didn't work out of course there are angels at the end of the day so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent angel Jibreel to destroy the village and they were literally of course after uh, Prophet Lut and the believers left the, the, the village which were very minority uh, angel Jibreel took the whole village on his wing and flipped it upside down in the air and it was crushed completely and every one of it was dead and they died as disbelievers because they disobeyed Allah's commands now what happened to the wife of Prophet Lut because she is also mentioned in the story and not in a good way. Now, we know that there are two wives of the prophets that are disbelievers, that are explicitly mentioned in the Quran as disbelievers. The wife of Prophet Lut, which we will talk about in a second, and the wife of Prophet Nuh. You know, these two are, uh, you know, um, mentioned in the Quran as they were disbelievers. In the chapter of uh, At-Tahrim, verse number 10, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَدَرَبَ اللَّهُ مَثَلًا لِلَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مْرَأَةَ نُوحٍ وَمْرَأَةَ لُوطٍ 
كانت تحت عبدين من عبادنا صالحين فخانتاهما فلم يغني عنهما من الله شيئا so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying I'll give you an example of disbelievers people who are disbelievers the woman of Nuh the wife of Nuh and the wife of Lut this is explicitly in the Quran and Allah is saying basically and, and the reason why they were disbelievers is because they did not stand by their husbands they betrayed their husbands when it comes to da'wah so the woman of Lut, when he was given da'wah to those people, she didn't take a stand. She didn't say yes. She didn't support her husband against, you know, the people who are contradicting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. She just wor- was, she was quiet and she was like, you know, uh, I'm not supporting and I'm not, you know, uh, against. I'll just be on the fence. And that in itself was disobeying Allah's commands. When she said, I was, I'm on the fence, I just don't want to get involved. And you know what happened to her? Allah punished her by turning her into a stone, a statue, basically. She became a statue outside of the village after it was destroyed. Allah turned her into stone. That is the story from the Quran. So to our Muslim politicians or some even some scholars, for those of you who don't want to you know, say that this is against Allah, again, we're not asking to attack the LGBTQ, we're just asking you to say, we do not support something that contradicts Allah. We're not going against, we're not fighting it, but we're not supporting it either. You know, like, like I told you, like some politicians literally go online and they show their support to the LGBTQ. You know, some Muslim activists, some, like I said, scholars, they say, we, we, we support you. They're a minority like us and we have to stand by them. Yeah, you can't do that when what you're standing by or what you're supporting is something that Allah completely forbade and forbade us from supporting. It does not make any sense. So back to what I'm saying. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us men and women. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us men and women. That's it. There's no in between. And the man who was created as a man is clearly biologically a man. And the woman who was created to be a woman was clearly created as a biological woman. You know? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Men and women are not the same. Not when it comes, not because one of them is preferred. No, because they are biologically and mentally are different beings, different creation of Allah. They both have equal chances of getting to Jannah. They both have equal chances of going into hellfire. How they go about it is different. You know, a man should do certain things, a woman should do certain things, and there are things that are common in terms of deeds that men and women are supposed to do, like praying five times a day, you know, fasting Ramadan, doing Hajj and all these things, charity, all these things. But there are things in terms of like covering your awrah, and, and these are things, are minor things that actually men and women are, you know, uh, uh, tasked to do separately based on their gender. That's it. But they are equal on the side of Allah when it comes to deeds. So you cannot come and say, no, this this area is it's blurry. The line between men and women is blurry. We can be men if we want, and the next day we could be women if we want. That's just ridiculous. And again, you as no matter what you do, no matter what you try to do, you cannot cross that line. You still could do surgery and look like the opposite gender, but deep down inside, Allah will treat you like a man. You have been a man. And Allah, there's a hadith by the Prophet ﷺ when he said, An explicit, authentic hadith. Allah's curse is upon the men 
who try to become women, who try to look like women, and uh, women who try to look like men. They, Allah is cursing them in this life and in the hereafter. Do you understand? This is, again, this is all coming from, this is not my own opinion. This is coming from the religion, from the sources of the Quran and the Sunnah that I just stated. And again, I'm not asking us to oh, form an alliance against those people and try to cast them out. No. But we have the right to, you know, reserve our beliefs. Allah, you know, observe Allah's commands by not supporting such group. You can do whatever you want. You have your own thing. You can thrive. You can legalize a lot of things. This is okay, no problem. But I have to take care of, you know, my community, my family. I have to tell them that they just can't support this and they can't become part of the LGBTQ. But at the same time, don't hate them. Don't go against them in terms of like violence or human rights. Or, you know, no, I'll teach them love. I'll teach them tolerance. And, you know, uh, the other day there was a video circulating online uh, made by the LGBTQ. And the video was so scary. And I'm not joking. They say, we'll come for your children. We'll convert your children. You know, if we can't get you, we will get the next generation, basically. And basically, they say, oh, we're going to convert your children to make them tolerant. So they added this little tolerance thing. But at the end of the day, we know that they basically want our children to adopt that ideology. And and to that, okay, so this is kind of freaky that you're saying you're coming for my child. My child. And it's been happening. You know, in public schools now, if you send your children to a public school, they are, uh, you know, in a way forced because they are children. They can't control or they can't make up their own decisions uh, and they can differentiate between what's right and what's wrong. So they are being forced and taught in public schools to accept the actions, not the people, the actions of the LGBTQ. Uh, accept such a thing and and that's not even a sin in the first place it's just you know love is love like i said and they're being you know you're welcome to join us you can be on that side too if you feel like it a child a child if a child feels that they want to commit a sin they want to go against the law you are more than welcome to join our group that's what they're being taught and that is something that we cannot accept as muslims we cannot accept like i said i have the right to teach my child what I think is right until they grow up and they can differentiate and choose for themselves. Same thing that I'm teaching my child, that Jesus is not a God. That does not mean that they should go against Christians. does not make any sense. But I will keep teaching them that Allah is the one ultimate God and there has no partners and he has no associates of any kind let alone children or family members. That is something that I keep I will teach my children when you know once they hit the age of understanding what is what does that mean? That does not mean this is a you know persecution against Christians. No. It's just simply I'm teaching them my values even though those values contradict yours. That's fine. Cuz I thought that this was, you know, diversity was all about that we live in a society with different beliefs, different ideologies, and we keep our beliefs. We don't have to cater to your beliefs. I don't have to, you know, give up my beliefs to just, you know, in order for you to accept me living in the same society, I have to say yes to everything you say. 
that is the uh, the opposite or you know that, that 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 does not make any sense if you're talking about diversity it does not make any sense uh, and that is the opposite of tolerance because they are accusing muslims of being intolerant to them and i'm not saying all of them again i keep saying there's a loud group of them that if you say no to you will be persecuted whether you're a muslim or you're a conservative christian or a conservative jewish it doesn't matter you go against them you will be uh, called as a bigot and you'll be labeled as a hater and all these things so um, another thing and, and that, that's what brings me to, to this point right now is that uh, you're saying that um, you know we're being intolerant but i and this is my opinion now i'm, I'm telling you this is my opinion because islam didn't talk about the socialism of of it all uh I think you are the one who's being intolerant. If you call me being intolerant for saying I just simply don't believe in your beliefs, then you are the one who cannot tolerate me saying no to your beliefs. You cannot tolerate me being different by saying, yeah, I, I can't join that group. Do you understand? It's, it's, uh, it's weird. It's very strange. It doesn't make any sense. Do you understand? I just want people to logically, whether you're a Muslim or not, and I know a lot of, mashallah, like non-Muslims listen to the podcast. I've been, you know, contacted by them. But just for God's sake, forget about the religion. You are a person. I'm a person who's coming in and saying, I live in an intolerant society because they don't accept me for who I am. Okay. We get that point. Now, if someone comes and say, I just don't agree with who you are, I call them immediately. You are intolerant. But isn't that contradicting to the idea that, okay, I can say that you can still exist by disagreeing with me? Doesn't that make me myself intolerant to people who just oppose my opinion or oppose my belief? Do you understand what I'm saying? So the LGBTQ is claiming that they, everybody who says no to them is intolerant. So it's either you say yes and agree and support them or you are intolerant. Isn't that the definition of intolerance? That you cannot take no for an answer. You cannot take someone telling you no and being different from you. You cannot take it. Either you're with us or against us. Isn't that in itself intolerance? This is just logically speaking. Wallahi, this is just, it's, it doesn't make sense to me. And somehow the society is okay with this. Okay, no problem. So that is one thing. You know, I can be and now let me tell you from the muslim perspective i am allowed to be tolerant to dealing with you to live in harmony in the same society as you you know to be good to you to treat you with kindness however i do not have to be tolerant to your beliefs or ideology i don't and that is to me the definition of tolerance that is to me the definition of diversity you want to live in a true diverse society live there while having different beliefs without fearing that those different beliefs will get you in trouble. Do you understand? Um, like back in the day, you know, there were, there were Christians and Jewish people living with the Muslims. We talked about this. We just have to make peace that you're not going to harm us and you're not going to try to hurt us, but you could be different. Live in our, this is happening in, come on, the first constitution that was built by the Prophet Wasallam, Prophet Muhammad Wasallam. We talked about this in the last season. And only problems occurred when the Jews of Medina, they 
betrayed, literally, physically, mentally, in every way, betrayed the Muslims by trying to attack them from within and, uh, you know, uh, forming an alliance with their enemies. This is when this treaty was just like not anymore existent, you know, was not valid anymore. Other than that, if they lived just like that, it would have been living in harmony and a diverse community. So don't come and tell me that if I say no to you, I'm an intolerant because you that means you are intolerant yourself to people who are saying we just don't agree with this ideology. Again, Islam has a very simple, very simple and very strict rule about tolerance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in the chapter of Mumtahina, verse number 8, This is, I'm, I'm going to explain to you in English now, but this verse is the simple rule when it comes to tolerating anything outside of Islam, whether it's non-Muslims or whether it's a group of people who have ideology that contradicts Islam. Look at this. Allah saying, Allah does not forbid you from being good and kind to those who do not fight you in your religion. Those who do not try to force you to adapt something contradicting to your religion. Allah does not forbid you from being good and kind to them. That is the rule. That is the golden rule in Islam when it comes to tolerating any ideology outside of Islam. I can tolerate dealing with you, like Allah said, being kind to you, being good to you. This I have no problem with that. That does not mean that I have to tolerate the idea of the LGBTQ being a not you know being a non-sin or just being you know okay in general. Because this is something that contradicts my religion. Same thing as me and Christians, okay? I can tolerate dealing with Christians and being nice to them and being good to them and being a good neighbor and being a good worker with them and every, all, of, all of these things. That's what Muslims should do. That's what Allah told us to do. However, that does not mean that I have to tolerate the idea that Jesus is the Son of God. That they are the true religions because that's their ideology, right? That's their beliefs. I don't have to tolerate that because it contradicts my core belief. So you want me to believe in your beliefs and support it and promote it. You know, for those who ask us to support the LGBTQ, how about this? How about you support you support Islam? Well, we did. No, 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 no. Not the way you want us to. You know, not the way you want us to support your ideology. How about that you go and tell people Islam is the true religion and there is no other religion but Islam? Because that's what you're saying about that you want us to say. Being a member of the LGBTQ is okay. It's not a sin. Okay, go out there and tell the world that Islam is the true religion of God. The only path to paradise, to Jannah, is Islam. Go and promote that yourself. Would you? Would they? I don't think so. Do you know why? Because it contradicts their belief. It contradicts their ideology. They cannot do that and they will not do that. Are we saying that they are intolerant and they're bigots and they're haters for not promoting Islam to be the true religion of God, of Allah? No, we're not. Because we understand that they have different beliefs. It's okay. You don't have to support something you don't believe in. Simple. You understand? This is how it's supposed to be. And that brings me back to another point. Now they're saying, yeah, we're going to come for the next generation. We're coming for your children and all these things. And they've been actively working on it. As many of you know, that now Disney is in the business of promoting LGBTQ. 
Yes, they are. And there was a recent, you know, movie that came out that was controversial. And even people from, you know, conservative Christians and conservative Jews, they spoke against it. So it's not just Muslims. And it's just the beginning. You know, sources from Disney, they were telling people, like, this is just the beginning. This is going to keep on happening, increasing. And then Marvel movies now. Same thing. Marvel, Pixar, all these kid-friendly stuff. Well, I don't consider Marvel movies are kid-friendly, but like Pixar stuff, animated movies, are now being injected with LGBTQ agenda and ideology. And again, I'm not saying that all of them are doing that, but again, a very powerful bunch of them are doing it and are being part of it. And uh, they're trying to teach our children that, yeah, that's how, you know, you could be in the future. Uh, again, they're getting in our homes. And like I said, public school. You know, I've seen very disturbing imagery in, in a book that shows how same-sex marriage could take place. Do you understand? With images. With explicit, not-safe-for-work images. Do you understand Yes, in public schools here in America. So yeah, that is the society that we're in. And we have to protect our children from that. You know, I have the right to tell my children what's right and what's wrong because I'm the one who, number one, I'm the biological, whether biological or the one raising, I'm the one raising my child. I'm the one paying for them. They live under my roof. So I have the absolute right, not the government, not the government, not public school, not the school system, not people on YouTube, not people on TikTok, not anyone, period, has the right to educate my children who are very young, who do not know the difference between what's right and what's wrong on LGBTQ or on sexuality, period. Now, uh, and I want to say this, okay, and, and this is to me is very important. Uh, you have to understand that... Um, we should also be against opposite sex relationships in cartoons because it's kind of it is a like a hypocritical if you say you know what i i don't like two uh, people from the same gender kissing on screen for a, a you know a children's film like an animated film but it's okay for if you if they see a guy and a and a girl kissing uh, and they clearly are not married in in the context of the story. So yeah, it's it's not it's kind of hypocritical. We should also be against sexualization, period, in animated stuff. Like we cannot support premarital sex. So we cannot have our children looking at two strangers having any sexual, uh, you know, uh, 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 attraction and that's obvious on screen or any sexual actions on screen. And that includes a very, you know, a kiss or a hug uh, between, again, two strangers. We should not be okay with that as parents. And I'm not saying we should go and tell this, they will never stop. Just to let you know, just flash news. Uh, you know, you go and asking Disney to not you either control the substance that your your children watch, the, the the you know the content that your children watch. You control that, and that me as a father, I do that too. You know, I do that. I'm telling you to do that. And again, this goes under the banner of my opinion. This is Islam now, where we we said what Islam says about the LGBTQ and even premarital sex, anything regarding the fahisha, any sin regarding you know sexuality. 
But I'm telling you my opinion as a father. I won't let my children watch something that I didn't watch before them. At least while they're growing up and they're, you know, again, they're being vulnerable to society and to ideologies that could come from media or social media. And I also won't give my children a phone with unlimited access to social media because also that happens. And that's that song that I told you that was made by the LGBTQ that tells you that, oh, you can't prevent your children all the time from accessing, you know, media and all. Just, it's, it's a very disturbing song. But thank you to them for giving us a heads up about their, you know, upcoming plan. Actually, I see that as a positive thing that they're telling us what they're intending on doing. So you have to do whatever you take. And that brings me to the last uh, portion and to summarize this whole thing. And I know this has been a big topic and we took a long time uh, talking about it. And maybe for some of you, it felt like uh, I was going on too many points at the same time. But wallahi, it's a very critical topic and we need to address it. And I'll tell you what, what, what I am, what I'm going to do and what I'm doing already as a parent, which is I don't let my children watch and my children are, are I have twin daughters and they're a three-year-old, you know, and I don't let them watch anything that I didn't watch before. All the animated stuff they watch, I have to watch it uh, to make sure that it doesn't have, whether it's any relationship insinuation, whether it's heterosexual or, you know, homosexual, I don't care. Uh, to me, they're both the same. And also, uh, do not shy away from talking to your children at a younger age when they understand what's right and what's wrong, the difference between what's right and what's wrong. Do not shy away from talking to them about sexuality. Let the, Just let them know. Because they're about whether they are in, in, in a public school, hopefully they are in an Islamic school, but again, some people cannot afford Islamic schools and I know they are expensive. Um, but if your children are, in, in, like I said, public or Islamic school, they will learn about these things from elsewhere if you don't initiate it first. It should come from you, your household, your understanding with the Islamic understanding instead of it coming from society, instead of it coming from their friends. Do you understand? Protect them from anything that's bad. Protect them from heterosexual you know, activities that are unlawful, that premarital sex, for example, or dating, for example, or, you know, same sex or gender confusion. Tell them about all these things. Wallahi, you won't regret it. Once they, because some parents are like, well, they're going to be exposed to certain things that they will be exposed to, to it regardless. They will be exposed to those things regardless. It's better coming from you, the parent, or both parents together, hopefully, than it coming from society, people who have a certain understanding of things that is not necessarily aligned with Allah's commands. You, you know, just take the courage, be courageous enough to talk to your children about it. Uh, you know, when they are young, and, and at the same time, like I said, they are, they don't, I'm not asking you to talk to, to, to it about them when they don't understand even the concept of, you know, gender or say, no, once they understand the basic concepts of, gen, you know, relationships and gender, then you should sit down with them, explain to them, like I'm telling you right now, how things should work, Islamically speaking. You know, like we said, Islam has a very clear uh, 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 um, you know, definition of a relationship. A relationship should happen between a male and a female in the boundaries of marriage. That's it. Case closed. Now, 
that bound that marriage has some conditions like they can't just marry like a, a muslim woman we're going to talk about that actually i think the next topic might be talking about marriage in islam and how to find a spouse not the actual marriage life uh talking about how to find a spouse because this came to me from uh one of our dear sisters who is a listener to the podcast and she wanted me to talk about this so yeah inshallah i think i think inshallah it's going to be next episode but tell them about the boundaries of marriage that a muslim girl cannot marry a non-muslim man and a muslim man should not marry a non-muslim girl in a western country we talked about this even though they're allowed to marry people from the you know girls or women from the people of the book from you know either christian or jews but there are even conditions for that and again i had a whole interfaith marriage episode that you guys could go back and you know listen to i don't want to go back to it now but again we have boundaries and rules that are created not by us not by society not by the Prophet ﷺ, but by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. And if the Prophet ﷺ told us about it, it's coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, just to let you know. So talk to your children about these things. Educate them. Like I said, and I'm going to keep on saying, knowledge is the best and most powerful weapon against ignorance, against people who are losing their minds in society, against, you know, it's the perfect shield that shields ourselves our families, our communities from falling into the abyss, you know, from, you know, going astray from Allah's commands, from falling into darkness. When Allah gave us the light of knowledge, you know, Allah is saying people, disbelievers, people with the wrong ideology are trying to diminish Allah's light. This is in the Quran. They're trying to diminish Allah's light. What is Allah's light? Knowledge and faith. And iman and belief. Equip your children from a young age against any influences that contradict, you know, Islam. Um, and and that brings me back to the last portion of today's topic or today's episode, which is those who don't, who trust society, or those who trust their children, the five-year-olds and the six-year-olds, and to make such huge decisions that are already been decided by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but for some reason we just don't like that decision right we think that Allah astaghfirullah is pranking us by creating us uh, you know uh, to a specific gender but then ha I got you no you're not you should feel differently yeah Allah doesn't do that and we talked about this before um, we those who make those decisions and, and these are facts what I'm about to tell you are facts you can look it up online they are there these are not this is not my opinion now the highest rates of suicide and depression is in the transgender society, specifically transgender in the LGBTQ. And they're not because it's not because they're oppressed. It's not because they're persecuted. It's not because they feel that they're persecuted in their own society. No, it's because of the psychological damage caused by the gender confusion. Do you understand? People, when they are at a young age, they are being allowed to Okay, you uh, a boy. You are a boy who wants to become a girl. No problem. You can do it. Parents say you can do it. No problem. And because they're being allowed to do so, uh, they transform their entire lives. And and trust me, I know people 
who been doing that and you know I've, I've heard of people in, in 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 my close circle of people that they did that to their children they're not muslims but they're still do, supporting that and uh, that confuses the child and then when the child you know the children are a little bit more grown now they want to go back to the biological nature but now it's is it too late because they already done surgeries and and it becomes a, just a confusion fest inside these kids and it becomes a, a huge issue that it causes their depression and they don't know where they belong anymore they chose something that it turns out it was wrong but now they can't go back because they have done some surgeries so they don't know how they feel they injected themselves with hormones that contradict their biological hormones and it just becomes really wacky and crazy and that leads to their you know depression and unfortunately later on to their suicide this is not me saying this. This has been. This, these are studies that are being done by scientists, by doctors, by medical, you know, uh, institutions, and all these things. So yes, our children are um, are when, especially young children, they don't know the difference between what's right and what's wrong. That's where we come in. We should teach them about what's right and what's wrong. But how do we do that when we don't know it ourselves? We have to know the difference ourselves. Hence, we can tell our children what is the difference. It will be very uh, unfair to them when we have the wrong ideology and we pass it on to them. Uh, that is That never worked and that leads to a generation of ignorance and uh, uh, generations actually, not just one generation, generations of ignorance and that does not ha help, you know, the ummah or, or the people around the world in any way, shape, or form. Now, the last statement I'm going to make, inshallah, and I'm going to end with this, and these are two, two things. Number one, a lot of people are asking, why are, you know, we know that, you know, the Bible has been edited, right, by St. Paul mainly, and then other saints followed. But, you know, we have we know that some elements of the Bible still exist in the Bible, but he just, you know, edited some stuff and modified some stuff. So a lot of stuff were taken out, a lot of stuff were added in, right? Why was the LGBTQ issue, the homosexuality and all these things, why was it still there as something that is, this is in the Bible, by the way, something that is, uh, you know, not allowed in Christianity, not allowed in the Old and the New Testament, why why was it kept there? Why wasn't it one of the things that was eliminated? Because all capital punishments and all the punishments and all the sins are still mentioned in the Bible. So why was that also, you know, left there? Well, the reason why is because on a nature, natural level, you know, logically speaking, biologically speaking, it didn't make any sense to make this something that's allowed, to make this halal, to allow it, even for someone who modified the Bible. Do you understand? Do you get it? The person who modified the Bible looked at this and said, yeah, you cannot change that. That should be stayed there because why would two people from the same you know, gender be together? That does not make any sense biologically. And we're going against nature when we support this. And like I said, if you have these emotions, if you feel them, it's fine. As long as you understand that it's a test and you should pass it by being patient and not acting upon it and above all not promoting it do not promote your sins keep your sins at bay keep them there do not promote them do not be let alone be identified by your own sins it does not make any sense in the world to me but again for some reason it makes sense to a lot of people uh so yeah a man is born as a man 
biologically a man. They're like, you know, men cannot uh, breastfeed. I've seen a very disturbing YouTube video about men um, being quote-unquote identified as women now. They did some surgeries, but they cannot breastfeed. They can't. It's not natural. It's biologically impossible. And I maybe in the future, they're going to come up with planting something that will make them be able, you never know, be able to breastfeed. But even then, it will be unnatural. It will be wrong and it won't work the right way, the proper way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala intended. Why do we go through all this craziness? Allah knows best. I do not know. So that is one thing. Another thing, when people say love is love, there is no restrictions on love. Love is love. You are allowed to love anyone and anything. That brings me back to the idea of freedom, unlimited, unrestricted freedom. So if you say love is love, that means incest is okay then. A person could love their sister, a guy could love his sister, a girl could love her brother, a girl could love her father, a mother could love her. It's disgusting incest. And that's what we're heading to now. Because you put no boundaries on the word love. Um, a human being could be with an animal, a love story. And you could be laughing now, but wallahi, this happens. It started happening. Because you don't put boundaries on love. You don't restrict that freedom of love. You are allowed to love anything and anyone regarding their gender. And sooner, <laughs> soon it will be regarding their you know, human nature. They don't have to be humans anymore. You know? And th th this opens a can of worms. This opens a door that we really don't want to open, which is love is love. You can love anyone in the world. No restrictions. It will lead to disgusting, uh, mentally messed up, physically damaged situations. Things that we really don't want happening in our society and in any society for that matters. You know, when you say love has no, you are defying nature. And you, you have the illusion that you are winning. You know, you are, you, you are defying nature and you have the illusion that you're winning by doing a few surgeries, by being with the same person. And again, at the end of the day, Allah's punishment could befall on us sooner than later, could befall on us in, 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 because Allah said, any nation that has fahisha spread. And they are identified with that fahisha, and the Muslims are in that community, and the believers in that society are not doing anything to control it, to tell people about it, without harming those, you know, the sinners. You don't have to harm them. You don't have to, again, attack them and try to take away their civil and human rights. Allah it will have his punishment on that nation, and it could be sooner than later. Just be aware, my dear brothers and sisters. Be aware, wallahi, beware. And, uh, you know, another thing is um, control freedom. Yes, we are free to do certain things, but we are not, you know, unrestricted when it comes to freedom. We shouldn't be unrestricted when it comes to freedom. You know, there is, you guys, I, I don't know if you heard of a term called trans, uh, transabled. Look that up and let me know what you find. <laughs> Transabled is basically people who feel like they want to be disabled and they go through a lot to disable themselves because they feel like they want to be disabled people. 
This is a condition. This is a thing. And it will increase and it will become a thing because, again, it's freedom. I'm free to do whatever I want with my body. And uh, and I, I know I keep saying I'm going to end it with this, but I promise these are the last two statements I'm going to make. The first one is the concept of my body, my choice. That concept could not be more false because it's not your body. Yes, it is your choice. So half of that statement is true. It is your choice. You can do whatever you want. There will be consequences. Do you know why there will be consequences? Because it's not your body. It's not your body. It's Allah's body. We talked about this, uh, I remember, in the gender episode, but I'm going to repeat this. If this is your body, then you will be able to control the blood flow in your body because this is yours, right? You own it. You own everything in it. If it's your body, you'll be able to hold your breath for an hour, for example. If it's your body, then you should have a full control you know, uh, over it and you should do anything you want with it. We know that statement is false because we have no control over the majority of how how our body works. We don't have control of you know our blood uh, flow, our heartbeat. We can't control that. You can't control of how you breathe. If you don't breathe for a while, you die. It's that simple. You have no control over how your body works. You can control of how you look, how you paint your face or how to you know color your hair or cut your hair or do a piercing or do whatever you can yeah these things you can control but the majority of, of things in your body how your body functions you have no control and if you cannot control how your body functions you are not the owner of the body as we know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us that body as a trust as an amana to live with and keep safe that's why Tattoos, permanent tattoos are haram because you are basically engraving something in your body where you shouldn't be. Allah did not give you the right to do so and Allah said that it's forbidden. And when you die, that body goes to earth. You see, you can't control it. You can't keep it around. Once Allah takes your soul, your body becomes what? Worthless. Yes, your body has no soul and it decays. The thing that's keep your body fresh is your soul. And even with our souls and our bodies, if you control your body, let, let me give you this, this challenge. Make your body odor smell good without taking a shower, without washing yourself. Good luck doing that. You can't even do that. The simple thing of keeping your body smell good without brushing it, without washing it, without taking a shower. Because it's not your body. There's a wisdom Allah is keeping your body like this for a reason. And once Allah takes the soul out of it, it decays. Done. Disintegrates, in, in, except for your bones. And, and speci- specifically, the tailbone stays the same. Allah's, and we're going to get to that on the Day of Judgment. The significance of the tailbone, that's the only thing that does not decay from the human body. Everything else goes into earth. You have no control. And then when you are resurrected, Allah will rebuild your body. You will look the same, but it will be a different body, a body that does not die, and will send that soul back to your body. It's still given to you by Allah. That other body is still given to you by Allah on the day of judgment. So those who say, my body, my choice, you are wrong. It's not your body. Yes, it's your choice. And there will be You'll, help, you'll be held accountable for those choices because simply this is not your body. This is a rental. Allah gave you that rental 
and Allah will see how you will treat it, how you're going to, you know, work with it in this life to attain hopefully paradise. If you do not, you know, uh, if you betray that trust that Allah gave you, that amanah that Allah gave you, there will be consequences. And from those things that shows that you're betraying Allah's trust is you trying to change your gender, to mutilate yourself, mutilate yourself for certain people to become the opposite gender. And so that's one of the two things. The other thing is, and this is going to be very short, every time and in every generation, Muslims specifically must be tested. So in, in every generation, there's a specific test. Our tests today, the test that we're going through as Muslims today is sexuality, fahisha. It's increasing and it, it is one of the final minor signs of the Day of Judgment that shows that the Day of Judgment is really close, really close. When fahisha spreads and everybody is now being identified sexually and sex is everything, this is a, one of the biggest signs of the minor signs. This is not a major sign. One of the biggest, I mean, the most final signs of the minor signs of the Day of Judgment. And uh, at the end of the day, we are the final defense. My dear brothers and sisters, Muslims should keep their values. We should educate our children. We should educate our community. And we have the right to say we do not agree with you without being persecuted, without being called bigots. You know, and without being called uh, 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 that we are haters or intolerance. All this, I already explained how it, none of it makes any sense. And, you know, for those who mutilate their bodies, for those who change their bodies, Shaitan said a very, very, very interesting uh, uh, statement. He made a very interesting statement. In the chapter of Nisa, verse number 119, look at this. Shaitan is telling Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Shaitan like we said in the, in the series of the jinn He basically told Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That you know he will misguide us He would cause you know Prove to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That we are not worthy of Allah's uh, You know praising of us And he said I will misguide them And I will confuse them I will confuse them. We're talking about gender confusion here. And, you know, even even homosexuality, confused about who do you like and what type of gender do you like. He will confuse us. And look at this. And I will make them after they are confused, after they are misguided. So these are the steps, misguidance. Confusion, then changing, changing the creation of Allah. I will make them change the creation of Allah. Meaning what? Transform in their creation of how they were created. Try to change their own creation by becoming males if they are females, and becoming by becoming females if they were males, or even worse, by being together sexually from the same sex marriage. This is also changing in Allah's nature, in Allah's creation. He's telling us his very clear plan. The chapter of Nisa, verse number 119, read it. And this is basically what's happening right now. And uh, again, um, uh, I hope that we now have a clear understanding of what Islam is when it comes to the, the position of Islam when it comes to the LGBTQ. Uh, no sugarcoating. Uh, we should not apologize for what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet commanded us with. 
we should not be persecuted for simply saying that we are different and we do not agree with certain things that contradicts our religion. Thank you so much for listening. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.